Welcome back to another episode of Robocast. Hello, my name is Anya. I'm Naisha. And I'm Pius. And we're from the first robotics competition, Team 5338, or also known as Roboloco. On this episode, we have a special guest speaker. Please welcome the software engineer at AWS, Kate Haberlin. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Kate Haberlin. I am a software development engineer for Amazon Web Services. I've been at AWS for about two and a half years full time. Um, I was there as an intern while I was in college and I decided to come back after school. And right now I work in the IP management and connectivity space, which relates to routing, networking, and just how our computers interact with each other. And so what influenced you to pursue STEM? So when I was younger, a lot of the things that I found interesting or played with as toys, kind of looking back, made me realize that it's just the way I think. It's thinking logically and mathematically solving puzzles is kind of what I've always liked to do. Like as a kid, I liked playing with Legos. I liked doing scratch. I liked solving logic puzzles. The kinds of computer games I played were things like Roller Coaster Tycoon and Zoo Tycoon, where you're building and laying out and trying to think through all the different things that go into a problem. Um, so now looking back, I realized that I always liked the problem solving and I always liked the logic. Um, and once I realized, probably in high school, that it aligned really well with STEM careers, um, I decided to go that route. So which college did you go to and what did you study in college? I went to the University of South Carolina in Columbia, South Carolina. I studied computer science and I had chosen that just because I had taken a single course when I was in high school. I took computer math and while I was taking that class, I realized that all the things we were doing in the course, all of the labs that we were doing, they came really naturally and really easy to me. So I was finishing the labs very quickly and I was either doing extensions on them or I was helping other people with their labs and I was kind of teaching other people to do computer math and computer science as I was learning it myself. Um, and so when I was accepted into the College of Engineering and Computing, I decided not to go the engineering route so much as I wanted to go the computer science route. And I'm really glad that I did. So how was your overall experience in college as a computer science major? Did you really enjoy it or? Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, you take a lot of different types of courses. You take some that are around the theory of computer science. You take some things where you break down computer science into the bare bones and you're writing code by hand. Um, my favorite courses were ones that were project-based. So you're given a problem and you're supposed to write the code to answer this problem. And if it works, you do well. If it doesn't work, you don't do quite as well. Um, and while I was there, I felt the same way that I had in high school. And so I actually became a TA and a teaching teacher's assistant. Um, and so I was helping teach uh, basic Java to, to newer students. Um, I liked that a lot of what we were doing in STEM, you know, there weren't a lot of girls in my classes, but that really never held any of us back. All the girls in my computing classes were really high performing because the classes were performance-based. You know, they, they didn't seem to have a lot of, of biases that you might assume would be there for women in STEM. Um, it was all based on your performance and we were some really high performing women here. And did That's you do any internships or research while you were in your undergraduate degree? Yeah, so after my second year of college, I interned at AWS in Herndon, Virginia. 
Um, I worked on the commerce platform, which bills very different services that Amazon has. Um, and I spent a little more than three months on that team. I learned a whole lot about what work as a software engineer actually looks like. Um, there are some things that school just doesn't prepare you for that you learn about as soon as you start working. And I liked the culture of the company enough and I liked the work enough that I decided to come back full time after school. And what would you say was the most memorable thing you learned or got out of that like career experience, both out of college and like the internship? Yeah, I think that the most memorable experience was I'm trying to think. At the end of my internship, I had written a new microservice from the ground up. And I think that for me, coming back to work full time and going into the code repositories that we have at Amazon and seeing that my code was still there and it was now being maintained and used by someone else, somebody had built on top of it. That was a really special moment for me because it made me feel accomplished about what I had done as an intern. And I knew that I had a lot more confidence in the things I was writing and what I was doing. So going kind of backwards, is there anything that you wish you did looking back on high school or your college experience? Yeah, I think I stressed about the wrong things in high school and college. I was very worried in high school about where I was going to go to school and what I was going to study. Uh, what I realized is you're going to learn a lot in college if you put a lot into it, right? So I may not have gone to the most prestigious school or the one with the most like highly ranked computer science program, but I learned what I needed to learn and I got the internship, I got the job and I'm in a really good place right now. Um, and I think that I might be in a better state than I would be mentally if I had gone to somewhere where the pressure of the school is more focused on being competitive with your classmates instead of building your like fundamental understanding of what you're learning. Um, and that's what I got out of college. So I think that stressing less about where you're going to school and focusing more on what you're going to get out of school um, and not worrying so much about the grades and focusing on the fact that once you get into work, like real work in the real world, grades don't matter. What matters is you continually learning, continually improving mm -hmm. as you're working. And was the shift from like college to like the real workplace like a drastic one or was it like really jarring because you were saying like grades don't matter in the real workplace so how did you transition yeah yeah the real world is very very different from school um like I said a lot of the courses that I took in college were theory based uh they talk about you know why we do computer science where computer science came from uh you know the most basic understanding of things like data structures and what is an algorithm but they don't necessarily prepare you to take a real person's problem and writing an algorithm to solve it or thinking through every case that's possible for this to run through. Um, so I think that one of the hardest things for me was trying to think with a real world perspective and not thinking in terms of grades. Because if I'm sitting and writing code for work and going, I need to get an A on this assignment, like no one's going to give me an A. It either works and does what the customer needs it to do, or it doesn't work. And I need to keep going back until it works correctly. Um, and while deadlines are still a thing in the real world, they might be a little bit more flexible than your deadlines at work. So you have this chance to continually improve and make things better until it does exactly what you want it to do. What was your favorite or 
kind of most revealing experience at work in your internship that kind of taught you how to transition into the real world and get into that world instead of in college? Uh, So I was lucky as an intern. I had a a great mentor who sat down with me in the first few weeks and after kind of introducing me to the culture, uh, told me what my project that I was actually going to be working on that summer was. And the way it was presented to me was, I need a service that will do this, where in college, you know, I've been given assignments and they say, you're trying to solve this problem and here are the different data structures you're going to use, here are your resources, so on and so forth. And when I was sitting on the job, I'm like, I don't even know what direction to go in. I don't know where to start looking for sources. I don't know how to approach this at all. And I think that like instantly it scared me. And so my mentor was great and pointed me in the right directions, but, you know, let me be independent enough to do this research on my own once he pointed me in the right direction. And I knew I could always come back and ask questions. Um, And like, just, I mean, having a good mentor was really important because it took some of that, that fear and intimidation away in the first weeks or months. So what does a typical day in your current job look like? Yeah, so I work from home most days. I'm in the office once or twice a week. Um, I have the option right now. Uh, So my day usually starts, I'll make myself a cup of coffee and I'll go to stand up, which is our daily status meeting um, where we talk about what we did yesterday and what we're planning on doing today. Uh, They call it stand up because it's supposed to be a really short meeting. We used to actually stand up around a table in person and you know that the meeting's going too long when you're tired of standing. Um, So after that, I will either be writing code. I might be working on one or two projects at a time, writing code, reviewing code from other people, um, or I'll be sitting in one of several different types of meetings. It might be demos. It might be project planning reviews, might be project planning itself, uh, might be like a whiteboarding or brainstorming session but they're pretty, pretty simple, pretty spread across the board. Um, I generally try to take a break in the middle of the day. So I'm not completely tired of staring at the screen and getting a headache by two o'clock. Yeah, but it's generally a normal, roughly eight hour workday in total. Okay. So I was wondering what languages AWS uses on a daily basis. Yeah. So we have uh, three main languages that we all use, which are Java, Ruby, and Python. Um, Java is the most popular, but recently a lot of the people that I work with, the <laughs> the engineers that I work with have started using Kotlin, which I call Java, but better. Um, all the things that you wish Java would do, Kotlin can do. So if you want to reverse an array, if you want to do set subtraction or anything along those lines, Kotlin already has a library function for it. And it uses the same JVM as Java, which makes it extremely compatible with that language. And you can really easily copy and paste and switch between the two languages if you're using a nice IDE. Oh, that's really cool. And um, so could you tell us a little bit about the technical questions and the technical interview questions and how that works for internships and actual jobs such as an entry-level software engineer? Yeah, so there are shared components between interviews for interns and for full-time employees. Uh, Both of them will have to go through technical interview questions, and more leadership principle-focused questions. At AWS especially, there are a lot of leadership principles that we want to hear about 
your particular experiences relating to that uh, situation, something like bias for action, like, can you recognize when there's a problem and take action on it? Or ownership, I saw a problem, I took ownership of it, and I saw it through to completion, things like that. Um, those are a lot bigger focus for the full-time employees, um, but you will get a little bit of it for the interns as well. Uh, the biggest focus for technical roles, like a software engineer, is the the technical interview questions. Um, these will give you a, a problem, and we'll see how you can ask clarifying questions, if you can identify the right data structure to be using uh, to solve the problem, if you can think through different edge cases. Um, and something that's really important for this is when you're sitting with an interviewer in the interview, um, if you can talk through your thought process out loud. You know, I can see what code you're writing on the screen or on a whiteboard, but I can't see what you're thinking. So if you're looking at a problem and breaking it apart in your head, I want to know how you're breaking it apart. What are you thinking through and kind of the reasoning behind what decisions you're making. So I know like AWS specifically is expanding into a lot of different fields and kind of taking over like everything out one, everything um, in one scenario. So with that, like a lot of the times new companies may find it hard to come up with a unique idea. Um, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, it definitely feels hard to continue innovating um, in a world that's so tech focused. There's a lot of times that you might think you have the next great idea, but somebody's already done it. So if you want to continue with that idea, something that you have to keep in mind is what's going to make yours different and what's going to make somebody choose your product over somebody else's. There needs to be something there and something that will grab people's attention and keep them interested and keep them coming back. And I know that IT is definitely a growing field. There is a lot of demand for it, but it's also becoming really competitive with people realizing the potential in it. And so what has your experience been in that competitive environment where there's been so much demand, but a growing supply as well? Yeah, it's been hard and I've seen it be hard for a lot of people to get into the industry. I mean, in my experience, I applied to over 40 internships and I only got an offer from the one and that one led me to where I'm at today. Um, I'd say that making sure that you network, uh, talk to people from the industry, talk to people like me. We want to help young people get their foot in the door. Um, we're more than happy to talk to you about what that takes. Um, that's really important, but also identifying the difference between working at something like a big tech company like AWS or Google or Facebook, uh, working for something more established but still necessary like an app, um, or working for a startup. Startups are risky, and if you can find one that has an innovative idea, that's fantastic, and you should like take the risk. Um, but there are so many different options that the, they're all going to continue to grow. So if you don't find the opportunity in one, you can keep looking somewhere else for sure. I know <laughs> that like a lot of people find it like really difficult to like sometimes stay in an industry like this where it's so competitive because it can get like pretty discouraging when like you hear people getting into say like Google or Facebook or these big tech companies, but you're still maybe trying to get your foot in the door and yeah. just kind of like, how do you keep yourself positive and yourself encouraged to just keep on going? Yeah, I'd say take everything as a learning experience. Think about 
every small project being something that you can learn a lesson from, something that you can talk about in your next interview, in your next job application. Um, there's something that you can learn from everything. And while it is really hard to be discouraged, know that there's always some option out there. This crosses over a lot of different fields. You don't have to work in big tech. You can work in the medical industry, in the financial industry, in education, anywhere. Um, there's always going to be a need for people with technical backgrounds. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of the time, technical expertise is expanding into every single field. Like recently, fintech has become a really popular field as well, yeah. which I also feel like that leads into the fact that innovation is becoming harder and harder because just so much tech tech is expanding into every single field possible that it's really hard to come up with an original idea. Yeah, it's hard to come up with an original idea and it's also hard to stay on top of what's new, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, computing and, and the technical industry is something that you have to stay on top of and your, your education is never gonna stop. There's always gonna be a new program, a new language, a new service that you're gonna start using or other people are gonna start using and it's gonna grow and it's gonna fade and there's gonna be something new to replace it. So you never wanna be stagnant in what you're doing. So whether you're taking on a new project or you're learning something for fun, there's always gonna be something to do that's gonna help you out in the future. The learning never stops. The learning right? never stops. And speaking of like the learning never stops, obviously it's never going to stop on the job. Have you ever considered continuing education into maybe a graduate degree? I have considered it. Yeah, I decided I'm not going to pursue a graduate degree anytime soon. Um, I learn a lot more on the job than I, I think I did during college. Um, graduate degrees from conversations I've had with my peers are great if you're looking at a very specialized field. So if I wanted to learn specifically more about data analytics or AIML, I could probably go back and get a graduate degree in one of those fields. But as somebody who wants to explore a lot of different fields before I kind of settle on what my passion is and what I care the most about and what I would want to learn more about, grad school is not for me at the moment. Um, and that's not to say I won't go back to the local community college and take some art classes for fun because I want to explore other passions, but uh, I won't be looking for a degree anytime soon. Yeah, and I also feel like there's a trade-off between going to college and getting job experience, and it's such a different experience, even when you're supposed to be learning similar things, but actually doing it and applying it in a job where there are people waiting on you and waiting for your product to become a reality, whereas in school, just learning about the different concepts and not really applying them. So is that why you kind of don't want to go back to school because you want to gain more experience of applying these generalized concepts that you learned in your undergraduate? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like I've definitely taken the foundations that college gave me of what different components of computing are, what different data structures are, um, and I've maximize them mm -hmm. in the work environment. I've actually been solving real world problems and I can see myself using the things that I learned, but expanding on them every day. Um, and that's what I look forward to doing. Yeah, because I know a lot of the times in like math and science class, there's always someone that says, when are we ever going to use this in real life? Yeah. And then you actually use it on the job and it's just like a good feeling. It's the aha moment. You don't want to admit your teacher was right, but your teacher might have been right. And so if you don't mind sharing and if it's not confidential, what are some projects you're currently working on? 
So I can tell you about our, our most recent one. Uh, one of the things that we just launched is a new public facing AWS service. It's called VPC IPAM. It's an IP address management system. Um, I can share a link with you guys later if you want. And it is for large organizations um, to manage their resources. I won't totally go into what all these different kinds of resources are, but it's supposed to make it easier for large organizations to manage these resources across multiple accounts, across multiple regions, uh, keep track of where they are now, if they have issues with their space, how they're using their space, if they're being efficient, um, and where different resources were at different points in time. That's really interesting. And so while at work, what like really makes you passionate about what you're doing and what do you find the most rewarding about your job? My favorite thing about it is moments like this when I get to see other people using my product and seeing metrics come out of what we're doing. Like one of the things I did recently for this project was to create dashboards for it or graphs showing our trends over time of different things and seeing the growth of people using the service and how many resources they're storing within it, seeing that grow over time has been really rewarding because I know that what I'm working on is actually being used by other people. And so if I'm working on something externally, that's a great way to see it. If I'm working on something internally, then hearing feedback directly from my peers that they're really excited about what I'm working on or that they found it useful and clean and helpful. So unlike the kind of other spectrum of things, your job probably has a lot of challenges as well, like running into problems. So what are some of the challenges that you have experienced at work? Yeah, one of my biggest challenges, uh, which I think is pretty common in the engineering and computing industry, is uh, learning how to talk to people at work. There are times when you might not know what to do and you need to ask for help, but you need to get very good at asking the right questions at the right time in the right way. Um, needing to show that you've done your due diligence, but also have explored all the options that you can and you think that this is the right direction to go, but you're not sure. Like finding the right way to phrase these questions and on the other side of that, like expressing your opinions and responding to other people in a way that is professional, but still either gets your point across or clarifies what you mean, um, or again, asks like a, a question and response. That's been one of the biggest problems because when you're encountering a challenge, if it's a, a personal challenge or an engineering challenge at work, you need to be able to express that in a way that makes people understand what you're saying and makes them willing to help you out. And so... On the idea of women in STEM, what do you think of it? And do you think that more progress needs to be made? I know we discussed this a little bit earlier, but a little more insight. Yeah, so I'll say that my company, AWS, is extremely supportive of women in STEM. Um, something that I've seen in my, my two and a half years here is I've seen very strong, powerful women in all kinds of roles. I've seen them as software engineers, as systems engineers, as managers, as VPs and directors. Um, and it gives me people to look up to who are in my field and seeing how far they've come. Um, and there are a lot of them, too, that will take on mentorship roles. We have specific mentors for women. We have uh, groups for women um, where we have a support system and mentorship uh, to guide girls in the right direction. Um, 
I personally have always felt very supported in the STEM community, whether at home or at school, uh, showing my talents and things being very performance-based um, or at work. I think that what's most important for girls, not only in STEM, but in every every different type of workplace or career um, is that they have this support system. I might have mine in STEM, um, but I don't necessarily think that we should be forcing anybody to do something they don't want to do. I think that girls should have the opportunity to explore STEM and explore non-STEM and have a support system either way. You know, I think that we can definitely do a lot to build up the support system for women in STEM just by getting more girls in here, though. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, the support system thing is very interesting. So like, does AWS like have like a designated support system or does it just like happen naturally? So we have what's called uh, affinity groups, which are something more formal. Um, And there's one Amazon Women in Engineering that hosts events for only women. It uh, hosts things like seminars and panels and workshops uh, that give us the opportunity to talk about issues we might face and come up with solutions for how to address those. You can also find a a one-on-one mentor, which I have a mentor. I've been a mentor before um, that gives you the opportunity to kind of talk on a more personal level about things that are going on in your career. Um, And, you know, there's, there's always people who have been willing to listen and support. And even my management team has been extremely supportive of my career goals and my career advancement, especially. So in college did you have any sort of support system like that in the school of engineering or was it just purely performance-based so in college i had decided not to join any uh technical groups i spent a lot of time studying and working on projects sort of on my own or with a like a core group of my peers um we put together our own kinds of study groups and just like hair programming sessions where we would work together. I never joined anything formal, but I did definitely craft like a support system around me of Mm -hmm. my peers. And then I also had my family back home who was extremely supportive of what I was doing. And I found your mentorship really interesting. Like you were talking about how there's mentors that help you and you were a mentor too. So could you tell us a little bit more about what you did as a mentor and how you were able to support other women through your experiences? Yeah, so I can talk a little bit about my mentor first. Um, My manager set me up with somebody to talk to. And a lot of what our mentorship sessions look like is talking through situations that I've been in in the recent weeks, how I approach them, what I wish had gone differently, and getting advice on in the future, maybe how to handle this differently. How could I have gotten my point across better? How could I have asked better questions? Um, things that I've done as a young woman coming out of college and entering the workforce, I've been mentoring college girls with how to kind of get their foot in the door um, with getting into a career in computer science. Things like talking about their coursework, their extracurriculars outside of their coursework, uh, applying for internships and writing resumes. And then when they get into the workforce, they're more than welcome to come to me with questions about the same things that I talked about with my mentor, how to handle different situations and kind of exploring the things that are very new when you start working. And so what goals have you set for yourself in your professional career? Yeah, so 
computing and, and STEM careers, they spread across a very wide variety of fields. Um, right now I'm a software engineer, but I am not completely committed to being a software engineer forever. I think my biggest goal is to explore a lot of different fields and potentially a lot of different careers while I can um, and find something that I'm really passionate about. I love what I do, um, but I'm not 100% confident that it's what I wanna do forever. And because I have the ability to explore all these careers doing what I do, I would really love to do that. Um, I mean, one of my biggest goals in this past year was to be promoted. And so I pushed really hard over the past year and I was promoted from the entry level of software development engineer to the second level of software development engineer, which gives me more responsibilities, more opportunities to kind of guide the direction of the team and have more input into what we work on and how we do it. Congratulations. Thank you. So on a kind of last note, what advice would you give to high school students um, who might be considering going into a STEM field, especially high school girls? Yeah. Uh, my biggest piece of advice is try a lot of different things while you can. Uh, try different clubs, try different classes, try different camps, um, explore different areas of STEM. Don't focus on any one S, T, E, or M. Uh, if there's something that you find that you're passionate about in STEM, that's fantastic. And you should try to find a support system in that area. And the same thing applies if you explore a lot of different areas of STEM and you don't find your passion. Con like continue exploring outside of STEM and do the same thing and find a support system who's going to support what you're doing and why you're doing it. Thank you so much for your time. For we really enjoy talking to you. Yeah, happy to be here. And so that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning into RoboCast and see you next time. <laughs>